Blog Talk Radio. Would you like an apple pie with that? Would you like an apple? Hello. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. God bless us. Or Satan. Everyone. This is the Metal Hammer of Doom, and I am jolly old Mark Radledge, your mandated reporter, and frankly, I'm in the Christmas spirit. Yes, I am. Okay, I'm not going to do this the whole show. None of you will continue to listen. Um, but... This is our Christmas show. I have looked forward to this all year. I've actually been looking forward to this for several years now. I really wanted to do this kind of Christmas show really since the first year we started doing this. Um, I wanted to do a mix of metal Christmas music, and we, we never did. <laughs> we did. One year, Jesse and I did Weird Al. Because what's better than Weird Al at Christmas, right? Christmas at Ground yes. Zero, the night Santa went crazy. Shut up, Melissa. No one here, no one wants to know from you. Um, <laughs> it's an inside joke, everybody. Unless you know me on Facebook, then it's kind of an outside joke. Anywho, she banned Weird Al from the house on Christmas because of those two songs. But that's not what I came here to tell you. Uh, last year, once again, Jesse and I did uh, the, the, the Swedish dinosaur rock band. They did a Christmas album, um, and that was fun. That, that was a good time. But this is what I really wanted to do. I wanted to take various metal Christmas songs and do a big playlist and just have fun listening to a variety of metal Christmas. And finally, Christmas came a little early for Mark Rattledge because that's what we're going to do tonight. And unfortunately, 
a little bit of coal in our stocking. Robert Cooper uh, could not be here tonight. He is uh, working in retail, which means he will not be available to humanity until after January. It's unfortunate. But uh, that's all right, because I do have my main man in the wings. I gave him an early Christmas present himself. I introduced him to Stuck Mojo. Uh, They put out an album this year called Here Come the Infidels, and it's awesome. So Merry Christmas, Jesse Starcher. I am Charles Bronson. <laughs> that that oh, is goodness. a good album. That that Stuck Mojo album is really good. I, I I've enjoyed it. I enjoyed it last night. I was heading to do some Christmas shopping. Threw on some Spotify. I don't know if you do Christmas shopping with uh, you know the family or not. I mean, I know obviously you're not going to go Christmas shopping buying uh, the kids anything like that with the kids there, but. Uh, unless, uh, of course, I've done that when my kids were really young, but uh, bought them presents and then turned around and wrapped them, and they had no idea. But I, one of my favorite memories of going Christmas shopping was when I – it was probably about two or three years back where I just had a list, and I head out for like two or three hours, and all I did was just stick my headphones in my ear all by myself and hit all the stores and did all the Christmas shopping while listening to heavy metal. So this, this will be a fun show where we get to mix the two together. I can't wait. To answer your question, up until a couple of years ago, I was a sucker. And I would actually go to the mall around Christmas time and do my Christmas shopping like some sort of fucking Luddite. But I have learned, <laughs> <laughs> I have learned that humanity is terrible. And oh. if it were up to me. I think I actually did all my Christmas shopping one year on Amazon, and it was the greatest year of my life. I peaked as a human being, okay? I did not leave the house to buy anyone, including my wife, my lovely, lovely wife, who I adore more than anyone else on this planet. I didn't leave the house <laughs> to buy anyone That's a Christmas present. That is respectful. I am on my way. I'm on my way to that. One of the, I think next year that's where I'm going to be because I'm about halfway there this year. Still got to make a couple other trips, but I did probably about a good fifty percent, just like you're saying online. You ain't shit until you've done everybody in your family that you need to buy a present for on Amazon and paid for the wrapping. When you've (laughs) done, oh damn! No, I've not done that. Comes wrapped. Wow. Oh, Amazon. For a few extra ducats, Amazon will wrap your gift. It's That's awesome. fucking amazing. Amazon, next to Apple, the best company in the history of Earth. You hear me? <laughs> Welcome to Earth. Welcome to Earth. Uh, however, I, I think you know that the secret to a, to a good marriage, Jesse, is compromise. Absolutely. And my wife is not, has not fully adopted the religion that I have embraced, which is the singularity. Um, (laughs) She's not not down with the clown. She's, she's about going out to the brick and mortar and holding this shit in your hands, which Uh I don't really understand. But so like I have wish lists for all my kids. I monitor these wish lists. I run them like a company. Okay. I'm always adding stuff, subtracting stuff. I got it down tight. I got her. I'm down by law, and <laughs> <laughs> and she isn't about the wish list as such. She oh. likes to do this maneuver here. Hey, it's Christmas time. Let's go to the Toys R Us and see what they got. 
for the kid. I'm like, what? what? I have a list. And she's like, I don't know about no list. I'm all artsy-fartsy about things. It's, so, like, it's, like, it's like, okay, hey, do you want to get what you want without aggravation? Or do you want to actually you know, possibly get into some type of – first off, I don't know if what the drivers are like down there in Florida, but I'll be damned if they ain't got any sense up here when it's holiday season. So going out and driving – not, hey, not for nothing, but FARC has its own category just called Florida. Florida I think man. that tells you all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, man. I hear you. The singularity, uh, it is upon us. So anyway, to make a long story short, and then we can get back to the music, we, on, the, on Black Friday, we, I mean, this is the second year we've done this. Um, last year we went to Orlando because it was something specific from Disney that I wanted to buy my son, uh, which is a piece of shit, and I wish I hadn't have bought it. Um, it's one of the this Disney. Normally, I have no problems. You're third after Apple and Amazon in, in terms of companies that I think are run well, um, believe it or not. But they they made a toy that was a piece of junk. Um, and, it was like, mm. and when it broke after like day one, I was like, well, this was a whole lot of nothing. But we went to Orlando. We went to the we went to the Toys R Us in Orlando. We went to the outlet malls, and we did a little bit of shopping at uh, Disney and. We made a date of it. You know, it was a night out. I mean, what? listen, I like to do podcasts. I like to do my, I like to ride my bike. I like to go to the movies. These are things I like to do, Jesse Sacha. And you sure. know what my, like, my wife likes to do? Like what her hobby is, what her bike riding, her podcast, her, uh, her movies is? Shopping. Sir. Shopping. Gosh. <laughs> With, no. Women be shopping. And, no. and so does my wife. <laughs> so, uh. What better way to, to connect as a man and wife than to go shopping? And that's what we do. Compromise. So we on Black, <laughs> Black, Black Friday, we, uh, we went to lunch, went to her favorite place, Jimmy Hula's, for surf tacos, which I'll explain that another day because there's okay. a, lot of, lot, a lot of story going on here. Um, and then we went to the Toys R Us, and we got our, uh, our Christmas shopping done. For the kiddies and for the uh, for the not and for the children who are not our children, you know, nephews, nieces, friends of family who we exchange with that sort of shit. But we got it all knocked out in one shot, and then I took her out to dinner to a very nice restaurant where they made us cook our own dinner. I don't understand it, but um, yeah. <laughs> it's a and they make you pay for that. Grill. Yeah, okay. I, I I paid for the experience of cooking my own fucking meal. It was fantastic. <laughs> That's fucking work, man. That's a fucking work. Yeah. I was like, yeah, exactly. I was like, what, what, what is this nonsense? What, what a business plan you all came up with. All right. Having said that, folks, we here at the Metal Hammer of Doom have had a lot of fun this year. You may not have heard most of it because the sound sucked. But we want to say that we wish you a Metal Crew. We wish you a Metal Good night, it's for Christmas and a metal new year. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so, so, it's just a way for 
good way to start this off. Uh, that was "It's a Death Metal Christmas" by Hail Santa. Have you seen the uh, the T-shirt on Facebook? Uh, it's uh, it's like a, like a pentagram, and uh, in the middle of the pentagram is jolly old Saint Nick, and it says "Hail Santa." Oh yes, yes I have classic stuff. <laughs> I want brilliant. I want that shirt in the worst fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant. Mm. Uh, no, that was Hail, so, Hail Santa. I mean, uh, okay. Can you just, we don't have to dive in. You know, obviously this is going to be kind of a laid back, you know, we're not going to analyze every single song here. Clearly Jingle Bells, people may know what that's about. Uh, but uh, <laughs> when, uh, <laughs> but okay, Hail Santa. I mean, when you hear that, I mean, is it, have these guys, they, I can't even remember, did this come off of an album or Tell me where this came from. How did okay. you hear about it? All right. Oh, I look. First of all, as we've talked about before, I painstakingly put this shit together. Okay. Indeed. I, Indeed. I, you, know, you, you want the playlist over the, last, over the last month, I have agonized over this show, trying to find the right combination of songs, you know, that truly represent the uh, panorama, <laughs> the the, uh, the true. Ex- of metal music um, I, I really wanted to get it all in there so I was trying to figure out like I just googled a lot of stuff and I went on Spotify and just looked at different things and I happened to have found and at some point I think I said I've got every fucking song on here but we wish you a Merry Christmas I'm like well that's I gotta fix this so <laughs> I, I just put I think I actually put into Spotify we wish you a metal Christmas just to see what would come up Mm-hmm. And this album, this album called Hail Santa came up, and the artist was listed as It's a Death Metal Christmas. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea All who right. these people are. I don't know what any of it's about, but I heard that, and I'm just like, I know what the rest of this is going to be. And, I, and at the time, uh, Cooper was going to be on the show, and I'm like, if I don't put stuff that's really heavy on here, he may kill himself in the middle of this <laughs> show. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta look out for my boy Coop, um, which is why if you're watching this on the BTR, uh, on the BTR website, if you're looking at the player, it's a picture of Dave Mustaine from Megadeth in a Christmas sweater playing guitar from the SNL skit. I did that for him. I gave you Stuck Mojo. I gave him a picture of Dave Mustaine. I'm, it's the giving season, Jesse Stark. It I'm is all about giving. That is, it is. That's right. So yeah, there's there's not much more to say besides that, but I will tell you that a lot of the first half of this I put on here keeping Cooper in mind. So it's awesome sure. that it's not actually on the show to appreciate this. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> with all his working and shit. Mm. Um, all right, let let's play another one here, and we'll talk about it. And then I got a question for you because. That's really what this show is going to be tonight. We're going to listen to some music. We'll talk about some of the songs, but we're going to we're going to just talk Christmas, okay? Christmas between two two metalheads. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be Jim. It's going to be Jim Dandy. All right. Jim Dandy. Are you ready for this? <laughs> you ready for this, Sasha? Let's do it. All right. This next one is by your friend and mine. Great. Mr. King Diamond himself with no presents for Christmas, a Christmas classic. 
it gets a little silly after that. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, it, like I said, uh, like but, it plays know. like all. It go. It, 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 they decide to play just about every damn Christmas song and shove it into that <laughs> one song. Yeah, they do. <laughs> so, so you know, we were talking about uh, you know my audio and everything, and I just got a tweet from somebody goes. Just listen to Damn You Hollywood. Your audio sucks. Might want to get that checked. Yes, sir. It's a work in progress. <laughs> Dumb the fuck off. Bastard. We know. <laughs> I was like, yes, sir. We are working on it. All righty. Uh, okay. I'm just going to put the phone to the side here and try to choke down some embarrassment. Uh, all right. So that was <laughs> No Presents for Christmas by King Diamond. Uh, I pulled that from the best of King Diamond. Um, I think if you look, you look up Metal Christmas, like, images, there's, like, a bunch of pictures of King Diamond, like, wearing a Santa cap and shit like that. Um, it's a fun song. Um, I played it for my kids, and, you know, my son, who's not really, as long as I'm not playing it loud, he doesn't really care what I play anymore. He's just sort of gotten used to tooling around town, either listening to Jim Cornette Curse or, uh, listening to metal. Um, my daughter, however, uh, you know, is becoming very knowledgeable, very aware of music. And um, I asked her, uh, I had her at home one day. We you know, I had to take him out to the dentist and everything, and I was running him around town. And I was playing this this mix, and uh, I asked her what she thought of that. She was like, I really liked that. That was fun. I'm like, all right, Lily. Can't get you to sit down and watch Star Wars for more than five minutes at a time, but you're digging the metal, which is good. <laughs> we take our victories where we can. Uh, so my my question to you before I play the next song, and it actually kind of leads into the next song, is uh, Christmas music is a big part of how I celebrate the holiday. Decorating the tree, you have to make sure Christmas music is playing. List playing the uh, opening the gifts on Christmas Day, there has to be Christmas music playing. We listen mm. to Christmas music in the car. Um, but I've been pushing a lot of the metal Christmas this year. Uh, do you do you push a particular style, a particular genre of Christmas music on your kids? Do you play a lot of Christmas music around the holidays? Um, well, I can tell you that the Metal Christmas has not been played yet. The playlist that we put together here tonight, as easy as it is to access on Spotify, we, we've gone around and drove around and looked at lights, all that fun stuff you do, but I have not I don't think the kids would be able to uh, we'll just say, they wouldn't yell at me or they would yell at me probably if I started playing this, and they'd want to hear something different. So as for a typical genre, it's the classics, man. Um, and, you know, I already told you about like Lou, how – Like Lou Monty. Like no, Lou Monty, no right? Lou Monty did not make the, does not make the classic <laughs> list with me. Bing Crosby does. Oh, <laughs> oh for fuck's uh, sake. Uh, but now here's the thing. Growing up as a kid myself, one of my favorite memories – is going around, uh, going around like the little towns around Marietta, and on Sunday night after church, we would, you know, Doctor Demento was on, and always around the holidays he would be playing uh, a bunch of great funny Christmas songs. So a lot of the stuff that you put on your list, the other playlist, the one that uh, my kids liked a lot better than uh, I would think they would like this one, is perfect for the stuff that we enjoy, you know, the weird owl stuff, um, you know, the, uh, 
my 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 uh, present. Wait, let me say, let me help help me out here. My hat is too big. What is the name of that song? I, can't, I lost it already. The hat, the hat I got for Christmas is too big. Yeah. <laughs> Caleb loved that one, but but as yeah, it's the classics usually, and um, I would love for them to be into something like this. And, and, and it's kind of funny because I don't, if you talk to anybody else and ask them if they listen to any metal Christmas songs, I mean, they're almost polar opposites of each other because we were brought up on such, you know, easygoing, you know, 50s, 60s, classic Christmas songs. And then if you tell somebody to listen to like, a twisted sister Christmas song, or even, um, <laughs> even freaking, uh, uh, Christmas and Hollis, uh, run DMC. Uh, that it's just, it, that for some people that is almost like sacrilege. And to do a playlist like this tonight is it's funny because you're just not used to those two genres coming together. Uh, and it's almost, I, I don't know. It's all, it's almost, it almost feels like oil and water. You know, the two don't mix, but <laughs> Hey, uh, that, that's what metal's there. Metal is there for us to kind of get in your face and, and make you accept things, makes you, make you accept things that you may not be used to. So there's my answer. If, uh, if Tori Amos can cover a Slayer song, Yes, <laughs> I don't see why metal bands can't can't cover Christmas music. Now, I will say to you, if in a different show, in a different world, if this were the punk rock uh, Hammer of Doom, <laughs> that's, the, a different, that's, a, that's a strange safety, universe. If this were the punk rock safety pin in your ear, I don't know. I don't know what we would call this. But um, <laughs> if this were a punk rock uh, review podcast, and we were doing a punk rock Christmas. First of all, there's so many of them. It would have been, it would have almost been overwhelming. It would have been too much to try wow. to get into one show. There's a lot of punk rock Christmas. And if I could suggest one song, go get yourself a copy of the actual punk rock Christmas album, um, and go and specifically listen to. I know I've said this before. I say it all the time. I love this song. I think it's hilarious. Uh, the queers performing Homo Christmas. Put it on your plate. <laughs> make make it a part of your Christmas tradition. No, I play that one open up presents. I want to have a Homo Christmas. I want to be your Christmas queer. I made my parents listen to that when I was uh, when I was living at home one year. It was like you know we my hat my father had on his stuff. My mom had on like Elvis, and I was like, yeah, punk rock Christmas. Let's do it. And Homo Christmas came on. And my oh father my couldn't be, like, a bigger, like, lefty. Like, everyone should have rights. I'm free. He's, like, marched for gay rights and everything. And he heard that. And he was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> that I, 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 I would probably have done the same thing. <laughs> um, with that being said, speaking of what the fuck is this, this is Steel Panther. The stocking song. So you say you like candy canes. All the ladies do. Candy canes are meant for sucking. So don't you think about trying to chew. 
How about a little eggnog? I got a homemade recipe. You're gonna get love drunk on my eggnog, even though it's alcohol free. Yeah, I'm gonna stop your stocking this year. Gonna fill it up nice and tight. Gonna feel so good when I slide my gifts into it tonight. I'm gonna stop your stocking this year. Gonna fill it up with all I got. of the silly one in this relationship. I'm a silly goose. Uh, mm, you know, I have an odd sense of yeah. I have an odd sense of humor. And look, I, I take care of my family. I go to work every day. I put my pants on one leg at a time. I use my turn signals. I I'm a man, okay? <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I shot at a pig once, a wild one. You know, I'm I'm that kind of guy. Man's man. But I still have a very, like, a childish streak in me. And, and and this has come out in different areas, you know, throwing a temper tantrum because I couldn't go see Avengers opening weekend, that sort of thing. Um, I have my moments. But on the other side of the spectrum, I I find I'm not, like, a potty humor guy. But I do find certain situations that are juvenile to be very funny. And... There was no, and it was one of those moments where me and my wife really clicked because we were listening to this playlist, I think, on the way to get uh, our Christmas tree. Um, or we were going somewhere with the kids, and it was a real, it was a rather long drive, so it might have been like Disney or something, or to get the Christmas tree or whatever. It was we were in the car for a while, mm-hmm. and I had this playlist on, and that came on, and she was listening intently to the lyrics. And my kids had no clue. Because <laughs> so, the whole thing is innuendo. Which is oh, really, absolutely. I mean, still, I mean, Still Panther does both. Still Panther does innuendo, play on words, kind of a song that are obviously overly sexual. 
But then they also do songs that are just outright just blunt about it. You know, they have songs that are just like, suck my cock. You know, it's just very, (laughs) there's no innuendo about it. Um, So this one, if your kid is really young, like mine are, isn't going to get the innuendo. This just sounds like a very sweet, romantic song, which is hilarious to me. Oh, yeah. My wife is listening to this. And while I would say she has a different sense of humor than mine, we really connected because both of us were giggling in the car like idiots. Just <laughs> morons. <laughs> giggling intent. Neither kid could tell what we were laughing about. But we were both laughing at the idea that we could get away with playing this song because my children are not yet old enough to understand they just heard a song about some dude fucking this girl. <laughs> oh, man. And, and not only that, I mean, he he doesn't he he's nice enough to leave her at least something as, as a going away present that takes uh, some double D batteries or some some D batteries. I mean, come on, he's he's a thoughtful guy, thoughtful guy. I mean, when the worst part of that song is, can you memorize the Kama Sutra? My kids don't know what a Kama Sutra is. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I gotta oh, I just... ask you. Are your kids now old enough? I know you've got one that's a tween, so uh, at yeah. Least if you played the, if you played that for your girl, she'd get it, right? She'd understand. Oh, she would. She most likely would know. Yes, she would. She would okay. be able to. It might take a little bit longer than what it would take me to figure it out. Of course, you know, I just uh, <laughs> I just figured out. Uh, you know, baby, it's cold outside. Probably a couple of years back. So I'm a no, I'm a slow no. learner. <laughs> But, um, but anyway, yeah, I would not. That would not be one that makes the car playlist at all, or immediately gets changed. As soon as I hear the kazoo. <laughs> um, your middle son, your first grader, right? Yeah. Would he be able to he figure it, it out? No, I don't think yeah. so. I don't. I don't. I don't think at all. Although, buddy. I mean, he has uh, he has taken a turn for the dark side on some of his humor. <laughs> all, all of a sudden, it's all like balls and dick jokes with that kid. I swear, and I'm like, dude, you're <laughs> you're first, you're in first grade. What are they teaching you, man? And so I, uh, you yeah. never know. By second grade, he might have it figured out. Yeah, I have a funny feeling my son's going to end up somewhere in there. And it's like it's not like you get it from me. I'm not into body humor. Uh, you know, yeah, my 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 blue tends to be more racy than it is body, but whatever. All right, let's uh, let's get back to the heavy. Let's get back to the music. So this next one uh, actually was suggested by Cooper that we do instead of like a, a mix necessarily. Oh shit! Um, this uh, this actually came from an album called uh, "We Wish You a Metal Christmas," like like the actual "We Wish You a Merry Christmas." Um, which, when did this come out? I'm going to look it up real quick. Uh, yeah, we wish you a middle Christmas and a happy new year. And if you actually Google that, you'll, you'll find this. It says it came out 2009. I think I might've actually gotten this for, for a Christmas present one year. And it's got Lemmy doing run Rudolph, uh, run. It's got Alice Cooper doing Santa Claus is coming to town. And a lot of it is just like super group stuff. This one in particular has got uh, Chuck Billy from Testament, which I have tickets for. <laughs> Um, it's got, uh, uh, let's see here. Um, Scott Ian from Anthrax. 
Um, uh, let's see. Uh, John Denise, Chris Wise, um, uh, and uh, John Tempesta. Tempesta. So it's, it's a, a good assortment of, of uh, you know, thrash metal uh, artists here doing a, a Christmas classic, if you will. This is a cover, obviously. This is Silent Night. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's a badass cover of Silent Night. I think they did a really good job with that. Yeah, listening to a mashup of all those guys together, it's it's fun to pick out those 
musical styles that are their signature. Like, oh, yeah, I can hear that there, and I can, you know, hear his his growl there. I know who that is. It's And it's fun to hear something like that come together on a Christmas song. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it was? Do you, I don't know. Like, I know you're into wrestling, but you're into that, like, you know, local, regional type wrestling jazz. Independent. How much attitude? Yes. How much attitude era stuff do you remember? Oh, I, I remember a good bit of that, dude. That was prime watching for me. That was when, okay. you know, of course, I got just about everybody into wrestling at that point in time. But, yeah, 96, 97 is really when I started getting into it and watching it in college. So I remember a good bit. Okay. So remember when uh, Raw went to like two hours and it became Raw and Warzone, and oh, yeah. uh, they started and they started to do the big Attitude Era changeover. Do you remember what their original theme was? Oh, it's been a while. I remember the Stone Cold walking through the you know shit exploding uh, intro. I don't remember if that's the one you're talking about or not, but it's like yeah. Yeah, I, I do remember that. And that, what was that was actually um, done by a band, wasn't it? That was an actual song. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm pulling. Yeah, it was "Thorn in My Eye" was the name of it. Um, okay. And it was <laughs> raw theme, slam jam, thorn in your eye. Ugh. Um, slam jam. <laughs> it was from the album WWE Full Metal. Oh wow. And, uh, Oh, God, where is it? Uh, yeah, Thorn in Your Eye, performed by the WWF Superstars and Slam Jam. And so Slam Jam was John Oliva from Sabotage and Trans-Siberia Orchestra. Sorry, um, the Thorn in Your Eye, actually, the vocalist was Michael Begim and Ali Schneider from Such a Surge. Um, Scott Ian from Anthrax. Kenny oh. Hickey from Typo Negative. Gary Meskill from the Crumb Suckers and Propane. I don't know. Do you know much about Propane? No. Uh-uh. No. All right. You get into them. Um, at least the first <laughs> three albums. Okay. <laughs> There's your homework. Um, <laughs> I didn't know they the, existed. Before the first, oh, yeah. You, you, got it. You, you need to listen to Contents Under Pressure. You need to listen to, uh, I can't remember the second album, but it's a woman whose chest has been sewn up from, like, cancer. And then um, the third one, oh, shit, what was the name of it? Yeah, it's got like a red cover on it. Anyway, it's all good. After that, they suck. But those first three propane albums are fucking amazing. Um, and drums, Tim Miller of Overkill. And yeah, Thorn in Your Eye was used as the theme for uh, Raw for a while uh, from 97 to 98. And then there was a second edit with a rap section from 98 to 2002. And mm. you could, and the whole point of this is, you could absolutely pick out like the Scott Ian stuff. Um, <laughs> it, it was very. It was like I, I'm comparing it to this because it had the same kind of feel to it. Um, yeah, it, there was. Yeah, you're absolutely right. There was definitely like a feeling of different, similar but different styles meshing together to create this really weird but fun song. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and Thorn of Thorn in Your Eye was a classic, like, like far tough guy type song. It was, it was laughable and awesome at the same time. I'm not really sure how they pulled that off. Um, 
but I didn't uh, know that. that I, I didn't know that that van was made up like that. That's crazy. It, yeah, um, I had Full Metal the the the, the album, so there you go. Um, but I got the same feeling from from this and uh, this, this version of Silent Night. Mm-hmm. Same here, man. All right. Let's move on to this next one. This one's another one that I uh, I made my family listen to the entire album one morning. <laughs> I just got up. I'm like, we're listening to Christmas music, okay? What are we listening to? And I put I put this on, and I don't know. My wife's probably sleeping, but um, she apparently had to. She, I played this for her, and she actually liked it a lot, believe it or not. And then I think she actually brought it up to people at school, like her other teachers. Like she was doing. So I can't remember like the details of the story. But she was telling me that, like, everyone had to contribute something unique about Christmas to this, like, list they were making. And so a lot of stuff that she would have thought of had already been put up there. So she put up, she put up Twisted Sisters, Twisted Christmas. And people were like, what the Twisted Sister? Um, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> and, and those that knew who Twisted Sister was were like, what are they doing doing a Christmas, doing a Christmas album? <laughs> But I think my favorite part of introducing this to my family was showing my daughter a picture of Twisted Sister and her just sort of blinking twice and looking at me going, why are they dressed as women? So, with that said. The important questions. <laughs> Life, the universe, and why are people transgendered? Uh, this, is, this is Twisted Sister's I Saw Mama, Mommy Kissing Family. agenda here but we've got i've got one question to ask you before i forget it okay <clears throat> now we are we we've mentioned already uh <laughs> we've mentioned already maybe it's cold outside on a list of fucked up christmas songs this song <laughs> you okay mean a rape song yes yeah, <laughs> well this song right here i want your opinion sir is the mom having an affair with santa claus or is Santa Claus the kid's dad? I think you're asking me to tell you the, a question. Is Santa Claus real? <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> Mark, please don't don't kayfabe, man. Kayfabe. <laughs> I don't I don't know how to answer your question. <laughs> um Well I mean I I know what the answer is, at least I feel like I know what the answer is, but I feel like you want me to say something else and now I don't know what to say. Yeah. Man, this one really puts you obviously the the song is an example of kids innocence and you know the excitement of christmas and sneaking downstairs and seeing if you can catch a peek at santa and then all of a sudden you imagine this kid's horror we wouldn't have had a song but imagine this kid's horror if all of a sudden you know it turned into his mom and dad doing it you never want to walk in on your family doing it you know your mom and dad doing it but just horrible horrible stuff did that take a dark turn mark radlich uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm just trying to move the show forward here. Um, <laughs> just trying to do, no, trying I mean, to host. It's, legit- <laughs> it's a legitimate question, I suppose. I mean, really, a lot of these, a lot of these songs, you know, start off as ideas, you know, about you know perceptions of Christmas. And, and look, really, look, we're all adults here. I don't think there's a child who still believes in Santa Claus listening to this show. Let's let's be honest. So. If, if Spoilers. I could, can we talk? Can, can we talk, Jesse Starcher? Joan Rivers, can we talk? We can talk. Um, this is clearly a woman and her husband, and the husband is dressed up as Santa. Okay. And but it's that, that, that whole idea of catching your parents, you know, in the throes of passion, shall we say, and your dad still in his fucking Santa suit when that happens. <laughs> well, here's the thing. A, here's the thing. I, I this I mean, yeah, they, they they went into this, okay? I have a, this strange feeling that the mom requested the dad to dress up as Santa. And, you know, it's like a you know, I, I hate to compare it to a furry convention or something like that, something fucked up like that, but <laughs> I mean, to each his own. I mean, but maybe that's uh, some kind of weird thing that's going on. I, I need to find out when this song was written, which I'm going to do. Go ahead and continue. I'm going to find All out right. when this I've was already, actually nope, written. I've, I already beat you to it. Okay. Alright. I saw, I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus is a Christmas song with music and lyrics by British songwriter Tommy Connor. So, okay. The original report by Jimmy Boyd recorded in July 15, 1952 when he was 13 years old. reached number one on the Billboard pop singles in December of 1952 and on the cash box chart at the beginning of the following year. It later reached number... Th- oh, for fuck. Who cares? Um, the song describes a scene where a child walks downstairs from his bedroom on Christmas Eve to see his mother kissing Santa Claus under the mistletoe. Um, oh, this is fun. Boyd's record was condemned by the Roman Catholic Church in Boston when it was released <laughs> on the ground that wow. Christmas. Wow. Oh my God, we're arguing over whether or not dudes should use a lady's bathroom. Meanwhile, <laughs> in 1952. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Things were different. Yikes. <laughs> not kidding, boy. Um, a lot of people have covered this, obviously. Uh, Jesus Christ. It's also been a movie, it was a movie in 2001. Uh, there's not much more to it than, than that. Uh in the Wikipedia page, at least. Okay. So, yeah, there, there we have it. In the fifties, fifties things were things were innocent. So it was a, it was an innocent time. I, I guess I'll let it slide. Sure. 
black people didn't have rights, you know, white people <laughs> ran the country, but, and really. Uh, <laughs> this is a much simpler time. Um, <laughs> anywho, what did you think of that uh, that version? Oh, I, you know, at first I was like, when did this come out? You know, when did Twisted Sister actually release this? And I was very surprised to see at least this page that I saw said it was released in 2006. Is that right? Okay, that makes sense. I, I well, you know, I'm, 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 I have, I've relegated Twisted Sister to the 80s and nothing past like the 80s at all. <laughs> so I thought, well, this is something that had to clearly come out when they were in the midst of their huge popularity in the, in the mid 80s or, and, and it wasn't, it was no. <laughs> 20 years later. So, yeah. Yeah. Twisted Sister kind of peaked with Stay Hungry. And then after mm-hmm. that, it was, you know, kind of all downhill. Um, this is not the first, like, 50s slash 60s cover that they would do. They also did, like, Leader of the Pack. I uh, remember that one. I don't know how well that, that did. Yeah. Every, every year that version, I mean, you say you remember it. Like, have you ever, like, heard the uh, their cover of that? It's it's interesting the way, what, what they do with it. I think I have. It's been a long time, but I, th- I, I remember that. I remember them covering that song, yes. Mm-hmm. Does that one come out and play? Uh, let me see. Yep, Leader of the Pack by the Shangri-Las yeah. came out, was on uh, Come Out and Play, which was released in 1985. Uh, I got a, I got a buddy of mine. All music. He's, a, he's a huge Twisted Sister fan, a friend of mine, and um, I, I know that he probably bought this Christmas album when it came out. So I have, I, 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 and I bet you anything, I've probably heard that cover that we were just talking about, probably from something that he played at work. So that's, <laughs> uh, there's, there it is. There's the connections. I have to say, you know, as much as come out and play is not as good as stay hungry. I actually really like this album. Um, Especially, uh, I, I really enjoy uh, Come Out and Play and uh, Be Cruel to Your School, but maybe someday we'll do a Twisted Sister retrospective. Um, in the meantime, let's get to something a little bit more contemporary. From our friends that we reviewed earlier this year, which contributed to the 2016 Year of Myth, this is Corn, <laughs> and with their cover of uh, A Nightmare Before Christmas's Kidnap the Sandy Claw.
my vote, but I want to hear from you. Nightmare Before Christmas. Halloween movie or Christmas movie? Nightmare Before Christmas. Movie that Starcher's watched. Movie of Starcher that hasn't watched. I have not watched that movie. I know. Really? I know. I have not seen it, dude. I, my, my sister is a huge, huge fan of this movie. Um, to the point where she had you know, art drawn with her hanging out with Jack Skellington. You know, I know a good bit of the characters because she liked this this movie so much, but it ha- I've never watched it. And I asked my wife a couple of days back, I said, we need to start, we need to watch some movies before Christmas, that uh, stuff we've never seen. Like, I really don't think we've ever sat down and watched all uh, of It's a Wonderful Life. We've never sat down and watched any of Nightmare Before Christmas. So this actually makes the list of stuff that I've never seen. And so I can't tell you one way or the other, man. You're going to have to, you're going to, have to tell me. I can pull, huh. I could pull my sister right now. She, she should be on Messenger. I can ask her, get her opinion while we're talking. I think, uh, I think I'd like to hear that because I'm, I'm curious to see you. I mean, this has been a um, this has been a hotly contested debate. I've heard you know it's been covered on like movie fights and whatnot, uh, and people have argued. Well, it's I've heard both arguments, and they're both pretty strong. Um, you know, it on the one hand, it's creepy as shit looking. On the other yeah. hand, that's, it's, fo- that's it's one very of the much things focused. That, I was gonna say that's one of the things Mindy said that she was not interested in watching it because she thought it was creepy. And I was like, well, come on. I mean, it's a Christmas, it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> um, you know, we, uh, I think one year when we were, we were watching Christmas movies with Lily, that was one that we put on and she was into it. You know, she, she thought it was fun. I don't think she got all of it, but she, she was one of the ones she, you know, it, I think until she maybe she fell asleep. I think she uh, she it, it captured her attention. I mean, it wasn't like Star Wars. Um, I beat that horse to death. Uh, <laughs> she um, yeah, she she got it. She liked it. By the way, speaking of Christmas movies, have you finally wised up and added? Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas to the Starcher viewing list. <laughs> <laughs> it is on. It is on the spreadsheet right now, but it is something that we have not sat down and watched yet. So we will. It will be something we can. We can. Uh, we can enjoy though. 
Because um, I see uh, there have been a dude, probably three or four people today have posted something about Emmett Otter's uh, Jug Band Christmas. M- m- my sister Maria says that it it feels like it's more a Halloween movie, according to her. Even though it's the nightmare oh, really? before Christmas, she says it feels like a Halloween movie. I, you know, I feel like it's a Christmas movie. Um, I will, I, I will watch it, sh- and next a- year I will have a, I will have a, I'll have an opinion for sure. By the time, by the, by this time next year, I will have an opinion. I won't remember we had this conversation, but okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Uh, let, let, we have covered this band on this podcast. This is Austrian Death Machine. Um, of course, it always, you know, these songs always begin with a little bit of Arnold. That's the gimmick. And, uh, you know, I, I hear this, and obviously it's taken from Jingle All the Way, starring your friend and mine, The Big Show, formerly the giant, Paul White. That's right. Uh, <laughs> good God. I, I'll never forget him talking about how, like, a selling point of joining the NWO was, I wanted to be in a Schwarzenegger movie, and they got me one. Yeah, it was Jingle All the Fucking Way, you asshole. <laughs> Not something to brag about. You be ashamed of yourself. But I can look at a lot of Paul White's career and go, "You should be ashamed of yourself." So I guess why you know why why should single that out? Anyway, uh, this is a hundred times better than Paul White himself. This is Austrian Death Machine's Jingle Bells. You know, I've been trying my hardest to write a song for you, Arnold, but I can't seem to come up with one that brings justice to your masterpiece, Jingle All the Way. Why write a new song when I can take whatever one I want? Give me that guitar, you girly man! Again, another band that I was introduced to here on the Metal Hammer of Doom when you guys covered, uh, I think it was Triple Brutal. And, oh, man, such a – I love that album. Love jumping back and listening to it whenever I get a chance. Um, however, 
Jingle Bells. I mean, I don't know. I guess it's a Christmas song, which, by the way, this is off of a... Did they do a whole Christmas album? No, they just did a single. Okay, all right. I was going to say, I'm looking... Yeah, I just clicked on it here on Spotify. We got Jingle Bells, Get to the Chopper, and Hell Bent for Leather, <laughs> which is one I don't think I've listened to. Uh, so, it's not bad. anyway. It's, right. it's, it's I, not a bad cover. I... Uh, it kind of depresses me that we may not get Austrian death machine again anytime soon, because the the lead singer of, as I lay dying, that was the lead singer of this band, right? Yep. Tim Lambesis. And this fucking idiot. Um, cause <laughs> you know, he got in, got in trouble with the law, obviously trying to kill his wife uh, or hiring somebody to kill his wife, which I haven't, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't looked I haven't looked to see if, what the update about that is, but I don't think we're going to hear anything from As I Lay Dying, which is one of my, you know, that's that's up there on my bands that I really like to listen to. I'll go back and listen to, like, a lot of their old stuff and, well, I say old stuff, some of their 2006, 2007, 2008 stuff, and I really love the stuff that they put together, and I think that probably is a good reason or a good explanation of why I enjoy Austrian death machine. So anyway, jingle bells. Hey, that's good. A very brutal Christmas. Nah. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of different versions of jingle bells uh, done by a variety of uh, heavy, heavy metal bands. So, you know, it, uh, but I went with that one because, because again, Austrian death machines is, was a staple of this show. Dude. And the jingle bells is a staple of Christmas. I mean, that is probably it has to be the most popular Christmas song. I wonder if there's a countdown for that. I'll, I'll look. I'm curious as to what the most popular Christmas song ever is. I want to say Jingle Bells or Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. You want to put in a vote? I'm going to go with Jingle Bells. Okay. All right. All, All right. right. So I'll look it up. This next one is an original. Uh, this next one is an original. Originally came from the album uh, Calm Before the Storm, which was released in 1987. And it's one that I discovered just looking for, just Googling and, and looking at different, like, top ten metal Christmas uh, lists. Um, the Wikipedia on this says that uh, Calm Before the Storm is the fifth Ven- album by Venom. The original title of the album would have been Deadline, but the title was changed when the guitarist Jeffrey Mantis Dunn left the band and was replaced by Jimmy Clare and Mike Hickey. Both were to follow bassist Conrad Kronos Lant in his later solo career and later would also return on the 2006 album Metal Black. Um, by, which, by the way, this is listed on Spotify as Metal Punk, but whatever. The album is characterized by a cleaner, more synthetic sound when compared to Venom's other albums, especially the drums, um, et cetera, et cetera. So this is the first track off that album. It's called Black Christmas. And, you know, I, uh, I didn't want to do all covers. A lot of covers on here. Don't get me wrong. But I absolutely, excuse me, I absolutely wanted to mix it up with, you know, if I could find some original stuff on here. And I, and I do find it fascinating that so many of these bands really did try to tackle an original Christmas song. So, um, I want to dedicate this to Robert uh, Cooper, who could not be with us tonight. I, I made sure this was on here for him. 
So here's to you, bud. I hope you get to listen to this at some point. This is Venom's Black Christmas. you think of Venom's Black Christmas? Heavy stuff. Uh, I don't know much about Venom. So, uh, are these the guys that, like, they dress up and, and, and they have, uh, they have, like, you know, the eye, the the black, the white and black makeup? These, that ain't them, is it? Um, I'm thinking of somebody well, else. I, I think the most, I think most famously, that's Mayhem. But, okay, that's uh, probably who I'm getting. I get I get my ums messed yeah. up. Or, you know, I get them mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> Your ums. My ums. <laughs> um, let's see. Venom. Uh, what can I tell you about Venom? Um, Venom is part of like the the British wave of uh, of heavy metal. Uh, Venom are an English heavy metal band formed in 1979 in Newcastle upon Tyne. Uh, coming to prominence towards the end of the new wave of British heavy metals, Venom's first two albums, Welcome to Hell and Black Metal, Black Metal is a very famous song, are considered a major influence on thrash metal and extreme metal in general. Venom's second album proved influential enough that its title was used as the name of an extreme metal subgenre, Black Metal. So there you go. Okay. See what you've learned? This is I, one of the forefathers I, I, I come here for an education of a lot of stuff day. we do on this show. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's actually uh, I can't remember who uh, who covered it now. It might have been Chrisian. Uh, Chrisian, I believe, does a really good cover of In League with Satan, which is one of their uh, which was their uh, 1981 single. So uh, you should check that out. Okay. Chrisian is it on the co- is Satan. it on the covers list? You still have that old covers playlist uh, out there on Spotify. I haven't looked at to see if you've updated or anything lately. Uh, I have, but not with Christians in league with Satan. Uh, okay. Um, I'll uh, I'll send it I'll send it to you on Messenger when I have a chance. But um, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I don't know if you like it because you're not the world's biggest fan of Cookie Monster vocals, but um, you know, I, I enjoy. 
And now, as Jello Biafra would say, we're going to do a little something different. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sir Christopher Lee, he he died. Um, <laughs> and Robert God Cooper uh, did a whole tribute. Yes, Robert Cooper did a whole tribute show to him. Um, it, yeah, sorry, Robert Winfrey did a whole tribute show to him when he passed. Uh, we knew him as Count Dooku. Uh, he was also Saruman in the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit movies. Uh, what else do we know Christopher Lee from? He was in Gremlins 2. Uh, as one of the lab guys, That's I think right. he was the head lab. He was the head lab dude. Um, what else? I mean, he's been. I, I got an education on this guy because he's he was known as Dracula in the Hammer films, apparently. So I think right. that's where he. Right. You know, right. I remember Justin Thomas talking about that. Anybody who's a, a big horror fan would probably recognize Christopher Lee right off the bat as Dracula. Um, but and, and this, what we're getting ready to get into, was something. That hit Facebook, you know, went viral. I think we were talking about it on a Metal Hammer of Doom at one point. Either you brought it up or somebody brought it up. Uh, and this was obviously prior to before he passed. But this thing came out of the blue. <laughs> Nobody yeah. expected this. He apparently, this crazy. Apparently, Christopher, Christopher Lee's a big fan of heavy metal. Um, and I actually resisted putting this on here. Like, I just resisted putting Christopher Lee on here in general. I didn't want to get too gimmicky, okay? I didn't want this to get too silly. But I yeah. heard, but I was like, all right. I, I, I think at one point I just broke, and I was like, I'm just going to throw everything on here because I needed a variety of songs. I didn't want to repeat any songs. Sure. So I was like, all right. I, I mean, and, and, we ain't and getting Samesy here. No, we are not getting Samesy by a long shot. <laughs> Um, the Little Drummer Boy is a Christmas classic, and I wanted to hear his approach to it. I wanted to see how silly this got, and I fucking fell in love with this song. I think this song is hilarious, but, like, in a good way. I just, like, there's so much pomp and so much circumstance and so much gravitas. It's like, it takes itself seriously, and it comes across as silly, I, 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 it's just so weird to me, you know. I, you, you just you got to hear it. This is Christopher Lee doing the Little Drummer Boy.
trying to tell you now you pick it up what i'm putting down i hear you it's it's you say that it feels hilarious it's it is when you sit there and think of a 90 i think they said they recorded this and and when he was 91 91 dude 91 years of age he <laughs> recorded a metal album i mean it's damn amazing and what an accomplishment but it's again we talk about Christmas and metal, two things that you, you normally don't put together and just kind of feel off sometimes. Well, not only that, then you take a 91-year-old man and put these belting vocals to singing Little Drummer Boy <laughs> and shredding guitar in between. It's, it's, it's almost hard not to laugh, but then you're like, you're in awe of the fact that that shit got done in a day and age where you were alive to see it. We live in a weird world. <laughs> it gets stranger by the minute, man. <laughs> stranger by the minute. It is definitely one of those things where it's just like, where it's like you know what's out there? Christopher Lee and his deep-ass voice doing a metal album, just sitting there fucking playing a cello. Belting out the little drummer boy with like a, you know, a metal band in the background. It's, like, it's amazing. <laughs> like, if you said that was going to happen 10 years ago, people would be like, get the fuck out of here. You know, oh, Christopher Lee's going to, oh my God, he did a metal album. <laughs> At 90 years of age, uh, we were talking on, uh, we were talking on source material. It was when I interviewed Benjamin, and we were talking about Stan Lee who's still making the con circuit at 90 plus years of age. And I said, man, at 90 years old, at 80 years old, I will be happy if I can get to the bathroom in time before (laughs) I shit myself. And you got people like Stan Lee who go around and do, you know, sign thousands of autographs in one sitting at a con people line up to see him and he's 90 years old and supposedly he was retiring after this last new york comic-con but at the end of the con he shows up at the end of the con and says you know what maybe i'll be back next year and you're like son of a bitch man take a vacation you're you're running out of time dude uh but it's great to see people like that who you know they just continue to forge on and on and on with uh, with doing what they love un- until they pass, which unfortunately happens. Like Christopher Lee passed two years after this was done. You know, it's hard to give up that spotlight 
it, when you've had it for so long. It, it's hard to get up the spotlight. It's hard to um, it's hard to walk away from all that adulation. I mean, you know, the psychological effects of being worshipped by that many people is not an easy thing to walk away from. But even if you know, even if somehow it was, uh, what is life without purpose? You know, doing these things and talking to men, that's just a job. And, and you know, they tell you know, they talk about depression in old age comes from the fact that people lose their purpose. Like, people people don't like going second year and year and retire or, you know, like my dad, he retired and then he wanted to admit that he's fucking fucking a weirdo. But, like, he won't admit that he's got a lot of Becoming I mean, a, a, a an alternative and a, 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 a democratic, democratic party, you know, you know, you know, you know, join the join on the bottle or and he's Mars and all this other stuff, stuff and you know, he's not doing that. He's 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 doing I think, I think he's relatively the same as Abby because he has those things. And it's kind of just like every day he got up his pants on and just watch TV. I think he'd be very, very impressed. So, you know, when you talk about like Christopher Lee and Sam Lee, it's like they've been so successful in their chosen careers. Why not go out there and do something else? Because, again, you know, I know for myself, without new hills to climb, without new goals, I find life to be almost unbearable. Uh, I got I got to accomplish something. I got to do something, even if it's you know something with this podcast or with my job or you know, with my kids. I feel like I got to keep moving forward. Being still is death. So you know, no, I hear you. No more metal thing has ever been said on this show. <laughs> <laughs> fucking A, man. Fucking A. <laughs> All right. Uh, we started our intro to music that was brought to us by uh, August Burns Red, which did an entire did an entire album of uh, Christmas music. It was like sledding through the snow or some shit like that. Uh, <laughs> oh gosh, what's the name? What the hell was the name of it? Carol um, the Bells or something, wasn't oh, it? God, my computer is. Well, the song itself was Carol of the Bells. Which, by the oh, way, the album. so I opened up by, yeah, I opened up by, by bringing up the whole, uh, um, you know, ding, fries are done. Did you have any idea what the hell I was, by the way, it's called oh, yes. Sledden Hill, yes. a holiday album. I, w- I will go ahead and tell you, I will again bring up my sister who introduced me to ding, fries are done on YouTube uh, more than probably <laughs> right after my daughter was born back in 2005 or 2006, somewhere around there. Uh, yeah, these fries are done. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> the, the, the Burger King dude, dang, fries are done. My oh, yeah. friend and I, my friend Pete and I, we were very close for a long time, and I used to go to his house every week, and we'd watch wrestling. It was me, him, his friend Andy, my friend Chuck. We were a little group. Um, They're all still in New York, and I think they all still kind of hang out together when they can. But, you know, for a while there, we were, we were a little group of four, and we would do that ding, fries are done bit just for, like, hours. Ding, <laughs> fries are done. Yeah. <laughs> Easily entertained. <laughs> oh, my God. Walking through the city, singing it to one another. I mean, 
this is what I mean by we're we're a little uh, we're a little goofy. I think I explained to someone recently that like I'm a non-retarded version of Peter Griffin. I just find something funny or whatever. It's my new favorite thing, Lois. Um, I, right I, I won't let it go until like the next funny thing comes along. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think this is why when they did the Surf and Bird episode, I couldn't breathe because that's totally me. <laughs> it's my new favorite thing, Lois. All right. Speaking of which, um, this is our only other repeat on here uh, because this one actually had lyrics to it. And it also reminds me of my family, which I'll talk about. My uh, <laughs> Hey, this will be the first story I tell that isn't about my children tonight. That's related <laughs> to my family. Um, this is August Burns Red from Sledden Hill. This is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Some of these, I, they're just so short, I, I let, let them play through, and please don't sue me. Um, anyway. <laughs> Christmas spirit. Uh, so, <laughs> yes. So when I was a kid, um, the, my two closest relatives in terms of being peers and in just how often I, I spent time with them were my two female uh, cousins on my dad's side, uh, his sister's kids, uh, my cousins Jennifer and Jessica. They're not listening, but... Um, but I, I, they were the closest thing to siblings, uh, other than my, my best friend, Tom, that I would grow up with. And, um, you know, one was the same age as me. She, she was born six months later. She was born in December, but we were born in the same year. And, uh, my cousin Jen, who I think is like a year or two older than me. And, uh, I just spent a lot of time with them, uh, at their house or at my grandmother's house with them. And, we we played all kinds of pretend stuff together. We we played school and 
we I think at one point like because my grandmother had this really odd collection of egg cartons. I don't know why, but we would make stuff with them. And like I think I made a computer once, and we decided like to play Office one day and like you know, <laughs> weird shit like that. Egg. Wait, but, so uh, egg cartons. I'm bringing. Yes. Okay, you were talking like the styrofoam, or are we talking? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is, you know why she kept yeah, them around, was, right? No, no clue. Because she, she knew Mark was going to make some stupid shit with them. She's probably like, okay, well, just save those because Marky plays with them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have to attribute it to like they were depression era people and depression era oh, people. Oh, didn't get rid everything. of stuff. Yes. Because okay, they thought, I could see that. Yeah, they just thought at any minute now the whole world was going to collapse. We're going to so, need that egg um, But. Yeah, exactly. You never know when you're going to need an egg carton. So, um, yeah, we did a lot of, like, crafty stuff around the house um, and did a lot of pretend play. But I, I, I remember distinctly – it's so weird the things you'll remember from your childhood, so random things, because the few really, really good memories that I have of Jennifer and Jessica were of them singing this song, especially my cousin Jessica. Because she would put so much emphasis on that like light bulb part. <laughs> <laughs> like it was so distinct to me, you know. Like they would sing, we would sing Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, and she would get into like like a light bulb, and it would be like the loudest thing ever. You know, <laughs> and she had so much energy with it, and it's just so, I I can't get it out of my head. And she looks so happy doing it, like. Not that either one of them were very dour people, especially Jessica, but um, because, I mean, you know, Jennifer was was more of the uh, new wave Smith. She's the one that got me into a lot of the music that I listen to today. Uh-huh. Um, she, she was, you know, the not popular one, and Jessica was the popular cheerleader. Um, so it's it wouldn't be hard to imagine this really peppy girl being really peppy when she sings Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. To the point that it has stuck with me, low these 30, some odd 40 years later or some shit. But yeah, this when I was listening to this, I hadn't thought about it in who knows how long. I don't really think about my cousins that much anymore other than, you know, the occasional email or picture I get of the kids. And my cousin mm-hmm. Jessica just had a baby not that long ago. Um, oh, you know, and congratulations. I'm obviously friends with them. Thank you. And I'm obviously friends with them on Facebook, which without Facebook, I don't think I would ever talk to any of my relatives. But, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Um, they're all in New York. I'm here in Tampa. Uh, but I just, you know, like I said, I don't, we don't talk regularly. So I don't think about them regularly. But as soon as I heard August Burns Red's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, I immediately thought of both of them, especially Jessica and it was a very happy memory. It's weird how stuff like that hits you, you know? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's and it's funny how music can do that. You know, they'll say that definitely music also along with like smells. I'm sure you probably uh you know, you smell something you it takes you back. Like if I smelled <clears throat> uh pipe tobacco right now, it would remind me of sitting in front of the the wood stove with my dad, you know, hanging out watching uh, some VHS tape we went and rented one Friday night. Dad used to smoke pipe, and of course he stopped doing that. Um, I don't know if it was health reasons or too expensive. I have no idea. I just know he stopped. But if you – certain smells and definitely music, man. If you 
if you put on anything uh, from, I mentioned freaking Dr. Demento. Oh, that would take me back to my heyday when I was, you know, in fifth or sixth grade uh, and having a good old time listening to stuff like that. Christmas memories. There's, we're actually going to get to a song here later on the playlist that actually reminded me of some stuff uh, from school. So when we get to that, uh, I'll definitely share something that one of these songs brought back into my big old brain. So we were talking earlier, um, and I said, look, if you, uh, if you have a hard time finding it under Al Jorgensen, check under Buck Satan and the 666 Shooters. Yes. Um, now, you found it under Al Jorgensen, right? I assume. I looked up Al Jorgensen and found it uh, as titled, so no, no, no desperate search for it. So let's. Okay. I'm pretty sure easy, I played it. It was too, easy so. to find. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's the right one. Um, so I actually didn't really know that much about it. Um, what we're, we're talking about here is it's always Christmas time. Uh, it's listed as Al Jorgensen, but when I first found it, it was listed as Buck Satan and the Six of Six Shooters, which is basically Al Jorgensen's like country project, which is great, by yeah. the way. It's it's fucking awesome. We should. We should do a. We should go back and actually. Uh, <laughs> now hold on a second. Should, hold on a second. About it. Do me a favor, okay? Go over to the right, find the clip, and tell me when you found it. Should be in the use. <laughs> All right. Make sure to tell me. Make sure to tell me. It certain that that album certainly isn't. Absolute shite. Crap. Feces. <laughs> Uncle oh, Al <you. laughs> Uncle Al Anyway um, Buck Satan, not unlistenable Not not like Surgical Meth Machine um, Yeah I, I found this actually a couple of years ago And I don't know how, I don't remember like what exactly made me do this But I remember I saved it on Facebook And somehow or other I came across The stuff that I uh, had saved again And it and it just happened to be, I'm like, oh, wait, I remember saving this now. That's right. Uh, this is It's Always Christmas Time by, uh, by Buck Satan. Um, just sort of doing, just looking things up. Uh, um, apparently, it's listed as Al Jorgensen from the album Alien Christmas, and it's only got like three songs on it. Um, hey. on, let's see. If you look it up on Spotify, how does this come across? Uh, it's, actually, it's actually listed here as Al Jorgensen, too. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, it just has it as here. it's always Christmas time as, as a single. Yeah, uh, it's a single. And then if you if you go by more by Al Jorgensen, it's actually got the 2010 uh, Alien Christmas. It's got it's always Christmas time on it. Voices in my head and walkie talkie. It was released 2010 by 13th Planet Incorporated. I really don't know much more about it than that, but uh, I listened to it and I really really, really enjoyed it and. I, I do, I do dig it when I uh, I can actually listen to a minute to something by Al Jorgensen Ministry whatever, and actually like the song, like what they've done, you know, like the album whatever, 
Um, and so this this was a fun one. This was called uh, "It's Always Christmas Time" by Buck Satan Daddy Al Jorgensen, Captain Underwood. I mean, that's not Surgical Mess Machine. That was quite listenable. It was a yeah, lovely song. It actually is. <laughs> I remember hearing this, and when I was playing the playlist, wasn't paying attention to what the next song was, just kind of, just kind of absorbing it all. And 
it felt so, you know, holiday, uh, almost stirring up you know, those nostalgic feelings, and it almost felt a little 80s as well, which caught my attention. Yeah. And then I, I jump in there, and I'm like, okay, who is this? And I see Al Jorgensen. Now, here's the thing. First time I ever heard of Al Jorgensen was this year when we covered Surgical Meth Machine. I may have heard the other album, you know, Ministry. I know you guys covered uh, – it was Ministry, right? He's he's a part of Ministry. So is that right? Yes, sir. Okay. I was making sure. But anyway, so I, I immediately <laughs> saw Al Jorgensen's name. I, I'm not on the Wikipedia page, unfortunately, so I, I, I had to go to you for confirmation. But um, I, I, so I'm, I'm like, okay, this, this isn't Uncle Al. This isn't Al. And then I, I sure enough, I go in there and confirmation. It, it is. It's, it's actually a very, very good song. Yeah. Um, I, I've talked about this before about how uh, Al Jorgensen before Ministry. And really, even the first, I think it's two ministry songs, was into like you know the German '80s, uh, you know, industrial dance wave. Um, sorry, industrial. The early '80s new wave, and new wave. you know, dance music. Yeah, you know, the music that would grow up to become like Depeche Mode, basically, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, so like before he really got hard and and became you know and basically created a band, a uh, you know a metal band. He was into dance music, and this definitely had that feel to it of like the old school Al Jorgensen doing the new wave thing. Yep. Um, and you could still you could hear that like typical Ministry distorted Al singing, but with mm-hmm. this really you know '80s new wave rock kind of a feel behind it. And, you know, it's, it's a good mix. You know, it made me nostalgic for some of the old uh, Al Jorgensen stuff. So, you know, good, good deal there. All right. So in my research for uh, this particular mix, I found that another Christmas classic in the old hard rock, heavy metal uh, genre is ACDC's Mistress for Christmas. And I listened to it, and it was okay. But, eh, man, yeah, I didn't want to – I didn't want to – Put it on here. I we had a lot of the the whole first half of this playlist was a little on the hard rocker side with the you know a couple of exceptions. So I was, like, I was trying to stay away from that. But here's what I can't stay away from. I can't quit. I can't quit it, Jesse. I can't quit covers. I, I if I but hear a good cover, I, I gotta go with it. <laughs> I know you. Let's hold on a second. Let's just go down here. I know I subscribed to it a long time ago, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Radlich covers playlist on Spotify tops out at. Oh my gosh! Now I can't find it. Of all things, it tops out at. Uh, oh, damn, Mark, where is it at? What's it called again? It's something covers. It's hashtag might, covers. Are you talking about like? Are you talking about like just this the regular old covers plays? Because I'm pretty sure I deleted that. No, you didn't. Did you? So are you it's going, gotta be on here. I didn't know you were gonna fucking. Re- no, it's you gone. Had, there's I no was fucking trying to way, make dude. room you on had, my phone. You had hundreds. I'm talking like hundreds of songs. <laughs> hundreds right, right. of covers. Yeah, I know. It was like it was like 600 songs. I under, I know it's that. Here. There's a lot no. of. 
428 songs. It's still alive and well. I'm still following it. 27 hours and 39 minutes. 27 hours and 39 minutes of fucking covers. Wait, where did you find it? Because I thought I got rid of it. I'm following it. I don't know if it's... uh, There's two followers on this thing, so it's still there. It's just (laughs) called covers, though. That's all it is. It's just covers. And we start out with, uh, let's see, Bad Company by Five Finger Death Punch, bro. (laughs) Um, Are you sure it's not the MHOD covers playlist? 428 songs, Mark Radlich. 428 songs. No, this is this is old <laughs> stuff, man. I uh, let's see here. You have uh, Humpty Dance by F O the Smack Magnet. Too legit for the pit. Uh, let's see. Oh Stepping yeah, that's a badass album. <laughs> Hair of the Dog by Guns N' Roses. Uh, I don't know. If I you, got uh, rid of this. I don't know how you're finding it because I it's not in my it's not in my list of playlists anymore. Oh, it's here, buddy. I followed it a long time ago. I'll have it's to share it with you. You, <laughs> you got okay. a lot of Metallica Garage Inc. on there, like the whole album. Yeah. All right. I think a better example of my obsession with covers is not just this massive list that I can tr- that I compiled a lot just to sort of keep track of things. I think you need to look at the ones that I've been saving specifically for the next Metal Hammer of Doom. This is the Metal Hammer of Doom uh, <laughs> cover show. <laughs> Sounds familiar. <laughs> so, so just it should. Uh, so just this year alone, first of all, it's, it's, in terms of just bulk songs, this has got seventy-seven songs on it. So this is just what I've been compiling since two thousand fourteen. Damn. Play on our annual cover show. And I, I put on a bunch recently. I'll, I'll just name the ones from this year. Okay? Okay, and apparently seven days ago, I went crazy and put a bunch of them. But, um, which I'm known to do. But uh, here's, here's some good ones. Living Color, Who Shot Ya? A Heaven Shall Burn, River Runs Red. Trivium, oh, fuck a duck. Uh, Trivium, Losing My Religion. Uh... Shaman's Harvest, Dirty Diana, Testament, Dragon Attack, Machine Head, Battery, Avatar, Something in the Way, OTEP, Royals, which is fucking badass, by the way. That made my douchebag workout mix. 36 <laughs> Crazy Fist, Renegade, <laughs> Boba Flex, The Sound of... By the way, what do you think of Boba Flex? I, I've, I haven't listened to their new album. I, I got the... Uh... Uh, I've been listening to Here Come the Infidels, and that's it. I haven't listened to the new Boba Flex, so can't okay. give you an opinion yet. Okay. Boba Flex, The Sound of Silence, Devil You Know, Eye of the Tiger, Lacuna Coil, Enjoy the Silence, Rain Time, Beat It, Drowning Pool, Rebel Yell, August Burns Red, Wrecking Ball, uh, Artist, Gangsta's Paradise, Dragon Force, you know Dragon Force because you play oh, yes. guitar here. Another <laughs> frequent mention on this show. Uh, Ring Grab of your Fire. Shot glass. <laughs> uh, yeah, everyone drink. Um, Van Canto, <laughs> holding out for a hero. Him, Wicked Game. Amorphous, Light My Fire. Corn, Word Up. Uh, <laughs> the Word Alive, Heartless. 
uh, Devilment, Beds Are Burning, Raunchy, Somebody's Watching Me, Chrome Division, Sharp Dressed Man, All Time Low, True Colors, Miser, Zombie, See There, Careless Whisper, Iron Savior, Crazy, Tony, uh, Toy Dolls, Living La Vida Loca, oh, wow. April Divine, Kiss from Rose, Trivium Again, Master of Puppets, Rom- I want to hear that. Strip. Uh, uh, stripped, which is a ma- an amazing cover of a Depeche Mode song. Between the Buried and Me, Kickstart My Heart. Uh, also Between the Buried and Me, Blackened. Adrenaline Mob, Come Undone. And Sonata Arctica, who I thought, you know, last year should have won me the whole contest with the cover <laughs> of I Can't Dance. Um, <laughs> Sonata Arctica, Run to You. And finally, Adrenaline Mob, Barracuda. Wow. It's going to be hard for me to narrow that down to just a few songs for the show. Seven but days? But I better win this year. Seven days ago, yeah, you that's went all seven absolute... Ago. You went... Damn, dude, you added a lot. Was this off the top of your head, or were you, like, finding shit that you had saved, or how did that work? Because I just can't see you ripping off no. all these covers all, the t- all, all at once. No, what happened was... So, like, if you make a – on Spotify, if you do, like, a playlist, they'll have recommended songs at the bottom. Uh-huh, and it took I've a few that. tries, but finally Spotify figured out that I was doing covers. So I just oh, went wow. crazy and started adding them. Yeah. Well, there's another option you can do if you're on the computer. I, I tried this a while back. I think if you right-click on a playlist, you can actually – there's an option that says create similar playlist. And what it will do is it will take all those songs, create a whole new playlist with all new songs, and just call it like Metal Hammer of Doom covers with parentheses two in it. But it's going to be a ton of songs that are somewhat related to what you have on the original playlist. Did that with Weird Al, which was kind of fun. Yeah, it it was kind of fun because the Weird Al one brought some, you know, stuff I've I've heard before. But it was neat to have a different playlist with with some of his stuff. And then they also threw in like. I don't know why the fuck they threw an R. Kelly on the song in that playlist, but it, it the song the song he was singing fit. It's just uh, it might have been because of uh, "Stuck in the Drive Through," which is a, a song off of one of their albums, but, uh, one of his albums. But anyway, uh, yeah. So you're you're definitely ready for the cover show. Damn, damn. <laughs> All right, let's let's get back to uh, speaking of covers. Let's get back to Christmas here. So this is Hailstorm. <laughs> the whole point of that whole Jim <laughs> Shenanigans. We uh, got there. <laughs> yeah, here we go. A long winding road. Uh, this is Hailstorm covering ACDC's Mistress. Jingle bell. Jingle bell.
I think it's very, very sexy when a girl sings, I want a mistress for Christmas. I'm not open. Whoa. Okay, wow, are, are sorry, we doing my, robot my, voices again? Because I got I, none of what you... My Spotify <laughs> kicked up. All of a sudden, I clicked on the link, and it started playing automatically. So it might have caused problems. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you good? We good here? I, I'm good. I'm good. Am, am I coming through? Am I am I certifiably fresh? Tommy, I can hear you. All right, that's good. <laughs> yeah, uh, she, uh, the lead singer of Hailstorm can can sing about three women in her bed all she wants. She can put that on repeat <laughs> for me, please. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. <laughs> It's nice. Lesbian. We it's love nice. him on this show. <laughs> he's <We> nice. <laughs> he's nice. But he's too. He's nice. But he's too big. Um, <laughs> all right. So let me ask you a question, Jesse Starcher, as sure. I uh, as I try to learn you about about the world of metal covers. Learn me one. you along slowly. Don't don't want to don't want to push it too far. Don't, don't want to stuff your stocking. But uh, uh, well, ask me a question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of Frog Leap Studios? Have you heard of Leo Moraccioli? No, not until this playlist. So, okay. what is what is what goes on with this guy? Has he got some kind of a history or something? Uh, kind of. Um, I discovered him when I think it was like. Um, uh, what the fuck did I send you? What's the name of the website I sent you the article on with the uh, metal injection? Metal, metal injection, yeah. So I follow I follow Metal Injection and I think Blabbermouth and Loudwire on Facebook, and uh, something came up in my feed where they posted one of his uh, covers. It was his cover of Everything Is Awesome from, from the, the Lego uh, Movie. <laughs> from the Lego Movie, yeah. Currently in my kid's DVD player right now. Excellent. Have you played for them the metal cover of it yet? You should. Um, so they, they, they posted the video, and they were like, this is the greatest thing we've ever seen, you know, that, that kind of thing. Um, so I, I, I clicked on it. I was like, this is awesome. He did a really great job with this. And so I went to the YouTube page of where, where it originally came from. It came from Frog Leap, Frog Leap Studios. And Frog Leaf Studios is Leo uh, Marcioli. He runs a studio in Norway called Frog Leaf Studios. And this channel contains music covers, gear reviews, studio updates, and other shenanigans. And you can check him out at frogleafstudios.com. And I was, I'll tell you, I, I love this guy. I played a bunch of his covers. There's a lot of pop stuff that he does. Like pop covers done metal style, which is amazing mm-hmm. to me. So, like, you know, most recently. So, like, in the last couple of days, this is what he's put out, okay? Um, just, just the videos. All that she wants. Okay? Metal cover. From um, Ace of Base? Yes, sir. <laughs> Cotton Eye Joe. Okay. Oh, wow. Cotton Eye Joe. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, let's see another good one. Um, the Sale. You know, sale. Um, Hurt from Nine Inch Nails, Creep from uh, Radiohead, 
Uh, I like to move it. Okay, they get a metal cover of "I Like to Move It." You know, wow. from Madagascar. I oh, like yeah. to move it. Move it. <laughs> okay. Mm. Um. Oh gosh, what's one of the ones I played for my kids? Uh, obviously, everything is awesome. Um, losing my religion. Uh, sober. I heard it through the grapevine. Jump around. Uh, zombies. <laughs> He's got uh, like a, a couple of really good ones. Like he put his little kid in there. Uh, I, I was trying to. Go ahead. I just hopped on. I just hopped on to Spotify. Okay, looked at Artist Radio. Mm-hmm. Dude has okay. We are in 2016, and we are at Leo Metal Covers Volume 10. All right, mm-hmm. in which he did. He did. I, I swear he did seven albums in 2000. Well. I shouldn't say that. It, it has Leo Metal covers volume like one through seven and 2015 beside each and every single one of those albums. But you know how Spotify is sometimes they get those years wrong. But if he did like seven albums of metal covers, I mean, a guy just shits metal covers. It's amazing. <laughs> well, you know, it, well, he starts out on YouTube. Like he puts like, basically this guy. So the whole gimmick is this, right? So like, let's look at um, let's get a good one here. Uh, oh my gosh, he's got acoustic covers. Yeah, I've, I don't listen to those. Um, <laughs> it's weak sauce. Well, oh, yeah, fuck that shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, here's one that I here's one I know I played for my wife and kids. Okay, in fact, here's a bunch of them. They're like right in a row. So I played for them Ghostbusters. I his cover. Mambo number five, okay? Oh, wow. So he put up a video a year ago of Mambo number five, a metal cover, and it's him playing all the instruments and a lot of cuts. And oh, wow. You know, and it's shot really artsy, and yeah, he has a lot of fun with it. And I know that, uh, like, he's done, he's done a bunch with, like, his kid. <laughs> he did one who's never going to give you up. Never going to give you up. Never going to let oh, yeah. you down. <laughs> and hurt you. Um, oh, Rick Roll. Yep. Uh, Living La Vida Loca. That's one, another one I played for my wife. I thought that was great. Like I said, she's like the world's biggest metal fan, but occasionally I play stuff for her, and she's just like, that's pretty dope. Um, only she didn't say dope. Anywho, <laughs> the whole point of this was, uh, for like I said, he was on All About That Bass. That's the one I started with. Like, when I discovered this guy, I was like, holy shit, I need to play this for my daughter because she and my wife are all about that bass, right? And they love no, that song. I feel my kid will sing in the car. Megan Trainer, um, I think. That. Yeah. He also did Let It Go from Frozen. And yeah, I, know I, I don't think anybody has kid. not done that song. Yeah, who fucking hasn't covered that song, right? Um... <laughs> So I remember, like, we spent an entire morning just listening to this guy's shit. Uh, and, some of, and my daughter was into a lot of it. Some of it, she was just like, yeah, this is a little too weird for me. Um, so he did a bunch of Christmas songs. Um, and we're going to play one of them right now. Uh, this is, I, I was just thrilled that he got his shit onto Spotify. Because for a while it wasn't. And that was making me nauseous. Uh, but, now it, but now I can enjoy all of Leo's stuff on Spotify, all I want to. I don't go to YouTube anymore. Hooray for uh, for cross pollination. 
So here's a Christmas classic. This is Last Christmas, as covered by Leo Marcioli. today and it was like the first time uh, I listened to I really listened closely to the lyrics of that song. That's a sad song. Yeah it is. Like he does a dope version of it. Like yeah, you know, last Christmas and then it's just like last Christmas I gave you my heart but you gave it away so this Christmas I'll give it to someone who like who will care about me or whatever it was he said. Like what the fuck? Sad man. Sad man. Like who I don't remember who originally did last Christmas, but what what fucking <laughs> what? I know, man. What? what when you handle, when you get in, I mean, hey, Go I don't know where Coop's at, but here. when we when we get into when you get into analyzing these Christmas song lyrics, there's some sad shit. Even Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is sad. I mean, it has a happy ending, but damn, what a tragic story. I mean, a kid gets made fun of because he has a big red nose. Uh, I I can't tell you how many times, you know, as a kid I had acne, and, you know, pimple pop up on the nose. By golly, you're Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. It's just, but anyway, enough about my troubles. Yeah, I know. It's a sad, sad life I live. Um, 
But uh, but yeah, some of these songs, man, I tell you, some bad. Yeah, it's bad like, hey, Christmas is a special time of happiness and togetherness. And last Christmas, I gave you my heart, but you gave it away, and now I'm going to cut myself. Wait, what? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> mm, so. I, I fancy myself as a very democratic leader here. I am a, I, I feel, I, I I might be a dictator here at the Rattledge and Broadcasting Network, but I feel like I'm a, I'm a benevolent dictator. I feel like I'm always willing to listen to someone else's ideas, even though I tend to do a lot of the decision making. And when I when we came up with this list, as usual with me, admittedly, I went a little crazy. Well, <laughs> we were you you were the one putting effort into and... it. You you were the one putting effort into it, so that <laughs> yeah, that matters. <laughs> uh, and I think I had something like twenty three songs originally for this. We are already overtime, by the way. We you know with all the talking and whatnot, so we are actually into overtime here. But we're almost done, so it's just almost. Um, unless was blog talk pulled another magical mystery cutoff. Mm-hmm. Um. In any case, I uh, so I gave I, I I finally settled on like twenty three songs and two and and three of them I think were we wished you a merry Christmas. So I was like, all right, you guys pick which version of this we're gonna go with, and I cut the other ones. That left us with like twenty songs, and I think it was you who were like, all right, enough. You you must cut some of these, <laughs> and I pulled this shit here. <laughs> I was like, yeah, one through thirteen, I'm not cutting. I <laughs> Categorically refused to cut the first thirteen songs. So every song you just heard, I insisted we play. There was no argument with me. There was no discussion. There was no debate. I said, "Merry Christmas, fuck you, bye." This is what we're doing. <laughs> you can, uh, you guys can figure out after that if we should cut anything. And what did you say, Jesse? What did you say to that? I said we need two songs. And. <laughs> One of them, we, we, I, I, they got it. We got to have two, just two. And now you, you were kind enough. I didn't care if we were going to add them or, you know, but you were kind enough to kind of go in there and make some space. Obviously, if we added too much, we would be going way longer than what we are right now. So you were nice enough to say, okay, we will, we will put these on here. Um, and the, this first one is one that caught my ear. Again, I was, I just put the playlist on. Let hit shuffle and let it go. And you had actually sent this to me in a message. And like many messages, I, I said, oh, okay, I got to check this out. And then, you know, eight hours pass while I'm sitting there at work and I forget everything that happened. So this <laughs> playlist, as it was, as it was playing, this song came up and I was like, Whoa, wait a second. And, and it, first off, the band that we're about to talk to, I feel had one of the best albums we covered here on the Metal Hammer of Doom this year. I know that's greatly up for debate, but, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey, the, I, I might be partial to the lead singer, too, in, in a very, uh, a very, a, a very uh, she, she catches my eye. We'll just put, we'll put it that way. But uh, I'll let you introduce the song, sir. I've, I've rambled long enough. All right, yeah, this is pretty badass. I don't remember how I even came across it. It might have been in one of those Spotify suggests, you know, if you like this, you'll probably like this too, you asshole. 
Um, I don't know why Spotify curses at me, but it does. Um, anyway, this is Lacuna from Italy, home of my people, yo. This is Lacuna Coil doing naughty, 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 naughty crap. Christmas songs here uh, and it was kind of nice to have a metal song about uh, that was completely original at least as far as I know this is not a cover but it also is about the scary shit that kind of comes with Christmas uh, have you ever watched the movie Krampus yet uh, I don't know I know that you're not into the whole horror stuff and the kind of scary stuff but uh, Krampus is not exactly extremely scary but that's kind of the it's the first movie that I ever watched that had something to do with Krampus. Is that something that you've seen? No. Um, okay. No. You know much about Krampus at all? Like I'm talking I mean, about I what know what Krampus exists. is. Okay. It's like, you know, it's like a, a, a it's like, know. it's like anti-Santa instead of coming in 
giving you presents, he finds all the bad kids and and he takes them down to wherever he, you know, where he, he takes the kids away. So, so instead of instead of being nice and, you know, jolly old St. Nick is going to convince your kids to be good for Christmas so you can get presents. Krampus was sole purpose was to scare the shit out of your kids so they'd be good and they wouldn't get taken away for Christmas. So okay. this song right here is wonderful. Hang on, hang on. I, I have I have holiday breaking news. Jesus! <laughs> okay. This comes from the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> I, I don't know why that's our breaking news sound. Someone fixed it. Um, uh, I just don't even know where that came from. But all right, this comes from the Wall Street Journal, the actual Wall Street Journal. I was listening to you, but I was multitasking. Oh, I know and, how that works um, here on the Metal Hammer of Doom. I was uh, so the Wall Street Journal is reporting the following. And, and this is relevant to our discussion this evening of Christmas and Christmas stories. Okay. There may not be enough eggnog this year. Like we're in a shortage? Yeah. Dairy. <laughs> Weird fucking world we live in. Dairy support <laughs> strong. <laughs> Dairy support strong demand for the creamy holiday drink. Could eggnog top pumpkin spice? Okay, so the U.S. is facing an eggnog deficit. Oh, my God. <laughs> the punch bowl wow. and punching bag favorite is selling out this Christmas, with dairies reporting record sales and surprising shortfalls. At Ronnie Brook Farm Dairy in Pine Plains, New York, which sells eggnog in a glass quart bottle for around $8, owner Rick Asofsky says he underestimated demand by 25%. We're going to be short this year. Seriously, Wall Street Journal? Organic Valley is having a record (laughs) Organic Valley is having a record setting eggnog season, said Eric Snowdeal. This has gotta be from the onion. Eric Snowdeal. (laughs) Brand manager. That's yeah, come on. For the the largest cooperative, more than eighteen hundred farmers. Sales are up sixty percent over the last year compared with five percent in recent years. Eggnog is a little bit of a polarizing product, he says, in part, because not everyone likes the notion of eggs in a drink. I frankly think eggnog is gross, but whatever. Mm. The creamy Incorrect. pale yellow drink typically contains... Okay, we don't need to read the rest of this, but... <laughs> um, yeah, so apparently I'm going to have to share this on Facebook now. Sorry, everybody. Uh, um, here it comes. So, yes. Eggnog Taking a break from shortage. robots, and we're posting about eggnog. Unbelievable. Uh, only a short... Only a short break. All right. Uh, are you done? Are you done raving and ranting? And yes. Yeah. Go back in the archives. Go back in the archives and find Lacuna Coil's album that we covered earlier this year. You will get to hear all the great things I get to say about Christina and the rest of the band. <laughs> okay. All right. I've now shared that article from the Wall Street Journal. I've warned everyone of the eggnog shortage. Now there's going to be a run on it. <laughs> All right, this is our last song of the night. the problem. Um, yep. Um, you got money you can spare. You can buy eggnog, uh, <laughs> eggnog uh, futures. All right, uh, this is our last song of the night. And this I found completely by accident. Once again, one of the metal magazines that I followed happened to post the video. I thought it was hilarious. 
Um, so I added it. Uh, and I happened to have found it on Spotify as well. Well, I said, okay, well, if it's on Spotify, we got to add it to the playlist. Jesse agreed. We're going to end. We, we have special outro music, but as far as the playlist proper, we are going to conclude with a bit of a parody, as a matter of fact. This is not so much a cover as it's got original lyrics, but this is a parody, a sound-alike, if you will, of a little old song we call BYOB by a band you may have played on Guitar Hero, uh, System of a Down, <laughs> Jesse. Um, <laughs> this is Noel, N-O-E-L, by Psycho Stick. <laughs> Ho, ho, ho! Christmas as you get older, you know, look, 
as adults, you know, we were talking earlier, we're adults here. You know, it sucks to lose that little bit of innocence as a kid. And then, of course, you find out as things go on. Christmas time can sometimes be so overwhelming and so you, you, you lo- it loses its luster. As, as fun as it was as a kid, it, you will never see that much fun as an adult. At least I haven't yet. Maybe there's something out there. I've always looked for something for my family. Like, okay, can we do something different this year and just get us out of this same cycle, rut after rut after rut? Uh, you know, buy the presents. Everybody opens presents. Got to have a thousand presents for everybody. And unfortunately, as a you know, here I am. We're going off of parody, and I'm going deep into what the actual parody means. But it's an honest Christmas song. I was going to say you're you're having something of a meltdown. I need to. I feel like I need to put. <laughs> do you do you oh, need to share? Jesse, <laughs> you, do you have something you no, say? No, no, I, I, no. I'm not going to voice anything different here than any other uh, 38 year old male out there probably feels the same way when it comes to Christmas time. How just overwhelming it can be, and how uh, you can know I, he was yelling about. Can creating. I say that? I, Go ahead. <laughs> can I just say I disagree? Okay. Like if this. Okay, let me explain how I feel about the holidays. Um, and we'll just start with, with January, okay? We'll start with New Year's Eve. Fuck New Year's Eve. I'm going to work New Year's Eve. And I worked New Year's, I worked New Year's Eve last year. Um, the year before that, I, I, they had too many people, so I couldn't work. But basically, like, I'm perfectly okay with working New Year's Eve. I don't want to go out and party. Those years are behind me now. I don't want to be on the road with fucking drunk idiots and get possibly killed. Uh, I have, I just, there's nothing about, I, I understand it's a celebration of a new year, but I take a step back and I kind of look at, you know, okay, it's just, it's another day in the calendar. Yesterday yeah. was 2016, tomorrow was 2017. Who gives a shit? It's, it's, an, it's a, just another day passing. And so I don't feel, and I and I think it's like a, it's like St. Patrick's Day for me, where it's like this has become just an excuse to get fucked up and act like an idiot. <laughs> and I'm not digging truth. it. I, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't dig it. Let Let's go to Valentine's Day. Fuck Valentine's Day. Okay, that's a greeting <laughs> card holiday <laughs> that started out as something Catholic and became this whole thing where it's just like you know birthdays and Christmas. And Mother's Day and Secretary's Day and all these days are just not enough for you bitches. Now you got to have a day where we're supposed to be romantic. Fuck you people. Fuck them. It's a trap. <laughs> it's, a, it, it's a trap. Um, <laughs> someone, it's amazing I ever got married, right, ladies? No, I fuck Valentine's Day. Okay? I, I, I think if you are married, if you're in a relationship... It shouldn't take a special day for you to fucking shave, put on some deodorant, and put your pants on, and treat your woman like a human being. I'm just saying. Why can't you do that all year? It should around? be celebrated every day. <laughs> I'm not saying we got to celebrate these bitches every day. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, it's like, let's be shitty 364 days of the year, and on one day, act like a romantic fucking, fuck you. I Fuck yeah. Valentine's Day. Let's I feel you March. there. March, St. Patrick's Day. I ain't Irish. Fuck those people. Next, um, <laughs> April, Easter. 
I haven't I haven't had a good Easter. I haven't celebrated Easter or felt like it was worth celebrating. Oh, you know, praise be to the our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'm fine with the resurrection. I'm just saying I feel like the holiday itself has lost its meaning because it seems to be more about Easter eggs and the Easter bunny than it is about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who is risen. Maybe, oh, yeah. You know, God be praised. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it's just become it's basically Thanksgiving in the spring. It's your family gets together, has a ham. <laughs> you know, yeah. some Easter eggs for the kids. Fuck Easter. You know, apologies to Catholics. Um, <laughs> let's go to May. Is what, what's happening in May? What do we got going on in May? What's the big holiday? None uh, other than I mean, um, there's some government holidays I believe in there, but nothing. Uh... Nothing that we all celebrate. What are we talking? Like, it's Memorial Day. That's about it. So, you know, it's the start of summer. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm not going to say fuck Memorial Day because, God, God, you know, we, we like the soldiers here on the Metal Hammer of Doom. They, they're doing God's work. But you know what? You know what? You know what? You know what, Mother, you know what May is? Fucking Mother's Day. All right? Oh, that's everything right. Everything I said yeah. about Valentine's Day? You know everything I said about Valentine's Day? It applies to Mother's Day, too. Fuck Mother's Day. Oh, all right? damn. <laughs> okay, you should be decent to your mother all year round, unless she's a I, bitch. I, I... <laughs> you know, okay. she, she mistreated you in some way. Then I can understand my, where you might be coming from, but then you're not going to celebrate Mother's Day anyway. Another ridiculous holiday. Father's Day. Do we even need to talk about this? You know what I had to do for one Father's Day? I wanted to go see Green Lantern. I didn't know it was going to be shit. But instead, instead of having to do what I want to do on Father's Day, because I'm a father... I got to do what my father-in-law wanted to do because he's a father, too. Fuck father. Uh. <laughs> July. <laughs> Fourth of July, Independence Day. I'm fine with this. But I won't say fuck the Fourth of July because it's an important holiday. It's when we remember that we are, we, are a, we are a country. We are Americans. Americans. We're free. We're independent. You know I don't like that? That's right. But you know what I don't like about Fourth of July? Fucking fireworks. Fuck fireworks. Right. Just, just fuck them. Fuck fireworks, Jesse Starcher. Just a bunch. Basically, it's bombs. Okay, we're setting off bombs, and it's gotten to a point now where people just—it's like July second. It's like we gotta set the bomb. Why is it every Fourth of July has gotten longer and longer? Where it starts on like the first of July and ends somewhere in September, and we all turn into fucking Al Qaeda. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why are we setting roadside bombs to celebrate independence? I don't understand this. And you have idiots <laughs> blowing their hands up. Fuck these people. Fuck fireworks. Uh, Fuck fireworks. Jesse's <laughs> <laughs> like, what have I gotten myself into? Yeah, I, 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 uh, I, I will let you continue. As we go through August, there ain't shit in August, is there? <laughs> Only if you live in Florida, in which case it's the beginning of the school. It's the beginning of the school year, and. I'm married to a teacher, so fuck August. Just fuck the whole month. <laughs> fuck that whole um, month. It's also the end of the summer blockbuster season. It's usually a month full of shitty movies. So fuck the whole month of August. September. Labor Day. Labor Day. Why? <laughs> Why does, what is going on with Labor Day? I don't... What the fuck? Who cares? Who gives a shit? I gotta work Labor Day. Fuck Labor Day. <laughs> um, 
October is Halloween. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know I hate Halloween. Oh, my God, do I hate Halloween. Ugh. Another Dude, it's, let me, let me ask you a question. Do you, have, do you have a war with candy, at, 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 like at the Radlich household, like we do here, where <clears throat> the kids will come off the – like my kid will come off the bus, and instead of asking for, like, supper, like, uh, you know, I thought a normal kid would, it's immediately like, hey, can I have a piece of candy? Because we have, I don't know – you know, five gallons of it from going fucking trick or treating, sitting up in the cupboard, <laughs> and they know it's there. So they immediately, no matter what, are asking for candy. Um, but there is a war here. I think where you. I, I think there have. Go ahead. Finish. I was going to say there have been times, dude. I shit you not. There have been times where I got so upset, I took the fucking bucket of candy and I threw it off the porch. I said, "There's your fucking candy." <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, I like your style, and, and that was what I was going to say. See, the reason why we don't have this problem is because I will throw the candy away. Fuck you and your candy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> if you think, because like, I don't mind, like, you can have a treat. One, you know, one yeah, treat a night. Yeah, ask me once. You know, you can ask, ask me one time, candy. maybe yeah. twice in a day. Like, if you're good, if you're good, and you want a treat after dinner, if you finish your dinner, <laughs> to my two-year-old and my five-year-old at the time this year. If you were good and you did good in school that day or if you behaved yourself at home, if you're my two-year-old, and you want a treat after dinner, I will give you one piece of candy. But if you fucking, if you piss me off, <laughs> there is nothing stop. If you ask me 20 times. Of candy. <laughs> it's t- twice, twice. What are you waiting for 20 times for? What are you? I try to be nice. You are a patient father, man. No, fuck them. It's candy. (laughs) I don't need it, man. We got a type 2 diabetes, obesity running uh, running rampant in this country. These kids want to eat an entire fucking Snickers bar. No, fuck them. Fuck Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Just just ridiculous. Now, I do like Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. But again, that's Disney. I, I just I have no love for Halloween. The, 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 a lot of these holidays, what saves me from a, it, it's all ninety eight percent fuck 'em for the uh-huh. most part. Some of them are hundred percent, but a lot of these are ninety eight percent fuck that holiday. There's a two percent though that says I love that holiday because it's for the kids. Halloween is yeah. for the kids, Jesse. Okay. And if it weren't kids. It'd be a hundred percent fuck that holiday. You people, you adults who are like, I'm so gothic, I'm so dark. You're forty years old and you're a nurse. Get the fuck over yourself. Halloween sucks. <laughs> For the children. Stay home, pass out candy, asshole. Anyone at her right. work heard this. I see in so much trouble. Um, <laughs> so many women who love Halloween. Oh my god, I'd be an outcast. Anyway, Thanksgiving. It's just a big ass meal. Fuck that holiday. Um, let's move on. So, so we get to so Christmas. Now we get to Christmas. <laughs> I love Christmas. It's the one. I think I have demonstrated that it's the one holiday I really do look forward to. And we and we've talked about all this before. The music, the lights, the trees, the the pomp and circumstance, the giving of presents to my children. And my nephews 
and my godson and our friends of the family, their children. I, as much as I did a whole rant at the beginning of this show about picking out presents, you know, and going shopping and having to leave the house and put pants on for this exercise, I really did enjoy going to Toys R Us and agonizing over what present to buy what kid. I take that shit seriously. You should see the mental math I went through because I wanted to buy my son the Batman Unlimited Batmobile, and I couldn't just buy him Batman. I had to buy him with a – I hate incomplete action figure gifts. Like, if you buy me a hero, you must buy me a villain. And I have (laughs) – The completionist. With my children. (laughs) The completionist Mark Rattlin. You can't can't just have the hero. You've got to have a matching villain. So I actually ordered a Batman Joker 12-inch doll set, uh, action figure set, for uh, the Batman Unlimited Batmobile. And they fucking sent – this is ridiculous. This is the one thing I did not like about Amazon. I got a mislabeled package. It was fucking Batman and Superman. Now no. I'm fucked. Now yeah, you got two good because guys. Because you don't know nothing. I got two good guys. What the fuck, man? <laughs> so I'm agonizing over – this is the shit that I think about. I'm sitting here stressed out. You know, I, I'm I'm trying to figure out what am I going to do? I can't give him two heroes and no villains. Oh, my so gosh, I'm, I'm looking desperate. <laughs> my parents <laughs> yeah, my never. Thinks, my parents never fucking put that much thought into it. It's like, here's a member of the Foot Clan. I'm like, oh, okay, great. I have no turtles. <laughs> <laughs> I ought to burn the house down. <laughs> I ought like, to set fire to something, man. What the fuck? I got to pretend. So I got uh, so to get to the end of this story. So I finally was like, I just got an individual Joker, which fucking came, thank God. But then I was like, there's no good, on, of the Batman Unlimited doll series, there's no good Superman villains. First of all, there's barely any villains. It's like all heroes and like three villains. So one of them's the Joker. There's a Harley Quinn one, which I'm not going to get him a Harley Quinn doll. He fucking yeah. he don't know no Harley Quinn. Um, he barely knows the DC heroes at all, but he loves Batman. He's heard enough Batman. So <laughs> I I'm just looking. There was Reverse Flash. There's Joker. There's Harley Quinn, and then the only uh, and then there's no Lex Luthor. I don't know. Uh, there's wow. A, no, there's a Batman Flash set that comes with Clayface. And there's a Batman Superman set that comes with Killer Croc. But that's it. Then you're out of villains. There was only one villain left, Jesse Starcher. So I got it for him because Superman had to have a villain to fight. <laughs> and it was Bizarro. Oh, Bizarro. And anyway, this, this is taking a turn. Oh, what's but, funny oh, is that you hey, put that much thought into it. And a few minutes ago, you just said this kid has no idea about the heroes, uh, practically no idea about the heroes anyway. And you are agonizing. <laughs> <laughs> no, you bought what you I, wanted to play with. That's what you did, sir. Yep. That's what you did. I, I am reliving my childhood through my children. Yeah. That's really what this is all about. <laughs> that's, but, that's what it's all well, about, dude. Let me conclude by saying the following, and then we will we will, we will get out of here. Uh, I, I had a vision because I, I I've, I've told this story now to my wife because she didn't realize I had gone through all this mental math and stressed the and stressed my stressed myself the fuck out over it. <laughs> These Keep are the things that stress me out, people. Um, 
<laughs> I'm on Stroke Street here. <laughs> what happened, Doc? Well, you had to make a decision about buying a fucking DC villain. Do they not understand? They're killing us this Christmas. <laughs> so my a couple of years ago, my son for like his birthday, he got a set of Avengers uh, twelve installs, and uh, you know it's Captain America, Iron Man, Ultron, Hulk, and Thor, and Hawkeye. And he's been playing with them a lot lately, especially because like he thinks that like he knows I'm into superheroes and superhero movies, so he'll go get two of them and he'll be like, and and I think in his mind he's like, Daddy will play with me if I give him toys he likes. Even my son figured me out. So, um, so <laughs> I had this vision that this idiot is gonna. I'm gonna. I, I after I went through this this agony, this struggle to get him the appropriate toy for his Batmobile that he wanted. Which, by the way, he would have been fine with just the fucking Batmobile and no doll. But you know, yeah. again, I'm a psycho. So I'm like, as I said to my wife the other day. And after I went through all this detail, I said, the vision that I had was I'm going to come home one day and see Captain America driving the Batmobile. It won't have fucking mattered what I did. <laughs> That's the truth. That is the truth. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> yes. Mark's, from oh, Mark's God. erotic self to you all out there, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Uh, I am an interesting person to live with. All right. This has been fun. Jesse, did you have fun tonight? Oh, hell yeah, dude. Had a lot of fun. All right. I'll have to figure out how we're going to do this next year. Because where, where do we go after after something like this? We'll have to do like a volume two. The ones we, <laughs> all the songs I cut. Um, <laughs> all right. Next week. Uh, so yesterday, uh, Robert and I attempted to review Rogue One. We thought we did a great job with it, but apparently the sound was shit, so who knows. Um, next uh, Tuesday is our last review of the year. We'll be reviewing Assassin's Creed. We're going to bring Sean Comer on since he's a big gamer and he's played the games before. So we'll, we'll, we'll compare the game to the movie. Uh, it's getting terrible reviews, so we'll see, uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, on the Metal Hammer of Doom, Doom de Doom Doom, we'll have our year in, re- our year in review show. We've decided to take the take all the rules and throw them out the window. <laughs> play. We decided that each of us is just going to pick four songs we want to play on the show, with the only rule being it had to have come out in 2016. So I don't know what Jesse's going to do. It might be all four Lacuna Coil songs. We don't know. Mm. But um, I'm taking this as an opportunity <laughs> to play four songs from bands I, we did not cover this year, uh, two of which are actually singles from, you know, there was no album that came out, but there were two singles that were standalone singles that were released. And then there were two songs from two different albums that I only just recently discovered. And I felt like I really wanted to play these songs. So that, that'll be my contribution. I know there's some stuff that Cooper didn't, you know, we didn't get to a lot of what Cooper wanted to do this year, just because there was a lot of stuff I felt like we needed to talk about. So this is his opportunity to bring those in probably some of the harder, heavier stuff. And like I said, Jesse's just going to play nothing but Lacuna Coil. Um, <laughs> four Lacuna Coil songs. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, I, I, understand you did a, <laughs> I understand you did a little podcast that you released uh, the first part of on Monday. You want to talk about it? 
Yes, sir. Star Wars. And in celebration of Rogue One, a Star Wars story, me, you, Mark Radlich, Ronnie Adams, and uh, the invisible one himself, Justin Thomas, got together and recorded a cast on the first, uh, the first script of, that, of the one that started it all, uh, Star Wars. George Lucas had a script that Dark Horse got a hold of. Uh, and the script was in 1974, and they adapted it into comic book form in 2013. So we, what we had the great opportunity to do was go back, read that script in comic book form. We got, we got Skywalkers, we got Star Killers. I mean, we just got uh, we got uh, Counts or Lord I, I can't even remember, Lord Valorum or Count Valorum. I can't remember that guy's name. Prince Valorum. Prince also, Valium. Prince Valium, all sorts of strange stuff happening <laughs> in this first script. And as Mark said, yes, George Lucas, thank goodness you had some editing. And uh, we would be talking about something completely different. So part one dropped Monday. Part two is dropping tomorrow night. And then our final part, part three, will drop Friday, provided that we don't have any scheduling conflicts and, and Winfrey doesn't want to do it. Everyone loves a bad guy, which I will gladly take the back seat for for that. Uh, so, yes, check it out. Uh, I also was on the Screaming Boy podcast. If you guys want to check out our comments about the NES Classic and Battlefield 1, uh, we also have an upcoming episode of Screaming Boy, which may air this coming Saturday, uh, which is me. It was me, Justin Thomas, Ronnie Adams, and a guy by the name of Eric Hickman, or excuse me, Aaron Hickman, discussing uh, Sears Wish Books, which I don't know if that was a big part of your childhood, Mark Radlich, but when, when Grandma had the wish book or Mom had a hold of the Sears wish book, you went through and you looked at all the toys you wanted to get a hold of, and you circled every single one of them in there. So we actually found a website. We did this on YouTube, and we browsed the website, which had wish books from back in the 30s. But, we, of course, we mainly focused on the, the eras that we were familiar with, with all the G.I. Joe toys and all that fun stuff. We had a great discussion. Aaron Hickman runs a, a Facebook page dedicated to classic toys and people so they can trade, uh, trade toys or try and get stuff identified. So if you guys are interested, check that out. And Screaming Boy will also be doing a year-end special at the beginning of 2017 where we're going to go through. This is, I'm excited about this one. We're going to go through, we're either going to take the top five uh, of 2016 or the top 10 of 2016, top Reddit stories, and we're just going to discuss them. We're just going to run them down 10 to 1 and discuss what those top stories of 2016 are. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Other than that, that's pretty much all I got to plug. All right. Are you you still awake? everybody. uh, This has been a lot of fun. Yes, I'm. I'm good, man. I'm on amphetamines. I'm on drugs. I'm on drugs. Right, uh, this has been a lot of fun. I really had a blast doing this. We missed you, Coop. Merry Christmas, Jesse. You're awesome. You're my Christmas present, Jesse Starcher. Gay. Um, Gay. <laughs> Gay. All right, everybody. Uh, we got one more show, and then we close the book on 2017 and all uh, 2016 and all of our shitty sound. So hopefully. Uh, the sound was mostly good this time, and it'll stay mostly good through 2017. Here's here's the better sound in 2017. Uh, seriously, uh, have a happy holiday, and for all you Jews, for all you Muslims, for all you atheists, for all you for all you atheists, uh, for all you that. people you who don't celebrate, 
<laughs> Gary, well, that's new. Um, that's new. <laughs> for all you folks that don't celebrate Christmas, you have yourself a happy holiday. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. No sarcasm, no shit. Be well, be safe, and behave. We're going out to a little Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Not what you think it is. This is the Whoville Medicine. Oh, 